Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. Time flies when you're learning super cool stuff. I'm Nate. And I'm Callie. If you're dropping in for the first time, welcome to Curiosity, where we aim to blow your mind by helping you to grow your mind. If you're a loyal listener, welcome back. Today, you'll learn about how some sharks have social relationships, how shark attacks often happen because swimming humans look like other sea creatures, and how your cat might be snacking on endangered sharks. Without further ado, let's satisfy some curiosity. Callie, we've got a great friendship, but did you know some sharks also build close relationships? Really? I always thought they were more of solitary creatures. Well, researchers recently found that bull sharks can develop meaningful relationships with each other. These bonds approach what we think of as friendship. They may even have a distaste for some of their peers as well. How cool is that? That's incredible. How does that even work, though? Scientists at Fiji's Shark Reef Marine Reserve collected data from more than 3,000 sharks over the course of 14 years and discovered that some sharks prefer to keep company with certain other sharks. They'll follow them around as they hunt, swim, and even sleep. Following them around? How could they be sure it was friendship and not just some hunting benefit or something? Well, they wondered the same thing, so they used social structure analysis based off of behavioral data of those more than 3,000 sharks. Unfortunately, even with this data, they couldn't pin down an exact clear reason as to why they'd hang out. But the researchers did notice that some of the sharks had similar personality traits, like boldness or curiosity, with the sharks they hung with. Huh. Boldness, sure, but I guess I wouldn't have ever thought of bull sharks as curious. Right? This study goes against many of our preconceived notions about sharks. Some researchers also think that even if they don't have things in common, some sharks might just like each other. Some of the sharks that paired up didn't share personality traits. It was more of an opposites attract kind of thing. If that's true, it means that bull sharks have a much more complex emotional capability than we previously believed. We might even be able to add them to the small group of social species like humans, elephants, or chimps. That's intelligent company to keep. I wonder if there's like trust in those friendships like there are in human friendships. These marine biologists are actually hesitant to call these kinds of relationships friendships. That kind of language would have us seeing too much of ourselves and human-like behavior like trust in the sharks. We should let sharks be sharks, and researchers were clear to define friendship as a relationship of mutual affection between people, not animals. I'll go with sharkship then. Uh, either way, I'm glad they have companions they're uh, hanging out with. But wait, if there are sharks they like, are there sharks they don't like? Is there like sharks meme girls? There actually is. Researchers also showed that many of the bull sharks actively avoided certain other bull sharks. Sometimes there were clear personality differences. A bold shark wouldn't necessarily get along with a more meek shark, or a curious shark wouldn't get along with a more hesitant one. But sometimes the differences weren't so clear. Some sharks might just not like each other. Man, they really are more like humans than I thought. Right? But true friendship may just be for people. People like us. That's right. But you can't sit with us. <laughs> Nate, do you ever worry about shark attacks? I mean, sure, and movies like Jaws just made it worse. A shark with a taste for human? No thanks. Okay, I get that. But let the movie stay in the world of fiction. New research shows that great white shark attacks on humans often happen because the sharks think we are other ocean prey. They don't have any malicious taste for human flesh. What do they think they're trying to eat, then? When you're kicking around swimming in the oceans, to the sharks you look a lot like a seal. So what is it about how we swim that makes sharks think we are adorable semi-aquatic marine mammals? That's just what the research team from the UK and Australia wanted to know. So they compared footage of seals swimming and videos of humans swimming. But what they saw was, well, 
what humans saw. So to get a better understanding of why these attacks might happen, they altered the clips to simulate how they'd look like to a great white. How do you go about simulating a shark's vision? The researchers attached a GoPro to an underwater scooter and set it to move through the water at the same speed as great white sharks to simulate looking for prey. Then they took those recordings from the GoPro and used computer models of those same videos of humans in seal swimming to see how they both looked to the shark from below the surface. How'd they alter the video? What does a shark's sight look like? Well, they believe that great white sharks are colorblind and can't make out fine details. Don't get me wrong, they're still visual hunters who rely on keen eyesight, but they're built to notice things like motion and shadows rather than specific shapes or differentiating details of their prey. Okay, what kinds of differentiating details are we talking about? Well, like if that limb paddling through the water is a flipper or an arm. Sure, if you use human eyes, swimmers and seals look way different, but to a creature focused on motion as it looks up through the water, the bobbing and paddling mound of flesh swimming across the surface looks a lot like a seal, even if it's wearing board shorts. Well, that's pretty interesting. And so what you're saying is that a movie like Jaws is a lie? Sharks don't actively hunt humans like that? Hate to break it to you, but Hollywood has lied to you. One of the researchers, <laughs> neurobiologist Laura Ryan, put it best. Great white sharks are often portrayed as mindless killers and fond of human flesh. However, this doesn't seem to be the case. We just look like their food. And to think they've had such a bad reputation for so long. All those shark attacks are just a simple, friendly misunderstanding. Yeah, I'm not quite sure I'd go so far as to say friendly, but here is something interesting, Nate. How many shark attacks do you think happen every year? 1,281. What? No, what? No. Okay, despite what you think, in 2020, there were only 57 shark attacks all over the world. From 2015 to 2019, the annual average was around 80, and there are almost 8 billion people on Earth. Want to know what the odds are of you being attacked by a shark with those numbers, Nate? I think I get the point. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. Point zero 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 seven percent That's eight zeros. So why are people so afraid of sharks if an attack is so unlikely? Well, I think people get afraid of what could happen, even if it's tremendously unlikely. And when you have movies like Jaws or Deep Blue Sea showing sharks actively hunting humans, it creates a fear inside of people, no matter how irrational that fear might be. Guess I'll stop wearing my seal costume to the beach. <laughs> All right, this story is about sharks, of course, but also cats. Two apex predators. You bet. But one might actually be eating the other, even if you live far from the ocean. Researchers recently examined 45 different kinds of cat food from Singapore that had vague ingredients like real fish or white fish or ocean fish. Shockingly, they found shark in one third of those cat foods. One third? How do they identify sharks? It all looks and smells pretty much like fish, right? Well, they used a system called DNA barcoding, where you can look at short sections of DNA in specific genes to identify species. They looked at 144 cans of cat food, and 48 of them contained shark meat. The most common species found in the cans was blue shark. Oh, that feels a bit misleading. That's not whitefish at all. It gets even worse. One of the other most commonly found was the silky shark, a breed listed as vulnerable by the International Union for Conservation of Nature. That means it's nearing extinction. This is terrible. But you said this was in Singapore, right? My kitties aren't eating cat food from Singapore, are they? Well, this study was actually inspired by one in 2019 in the U.S. that found that 63% of the tested cat foods in the United States contain shark meat. 
Not only was the shark content not promoted, but a whopping 70% of the shark-containing cat foods had meat from the short-fin mako shark, an endangered species. That's terrible. Okay, this has to be some kind of accident, right? I'm afraid it might not be. Since the 1960s, the population of sharks around the globe has dropped almost 70%. Some sources think that as many as 70 million sharks are killed each year for their fins. It's terrible, but on the global market, shark fins can fetch as much as $700 a pound. The shark fin industry might be then sending the rest of the shark, which is basically worthless on the global meat market, to the pet food industry to try and make a bit more money. That can't be legal. That's the worst part. It is all legal. And it gets even worse. Many of these finless carcasses are just wasted. And even more common practice for shark fishermen is something called finning. Okay, I'm going to regret this because I already know, but can you explain what finning is? Some fishermen just collect those valuable fins to sell to industry for things like shark fin soup. They'll catch the shark, cut off its fin, and throw the still-living shark back into the ocean. Without their fins, they can't swim properly and often become prey or simply die of blood loss. What's wild is that in many places, this too is 100% legal. And while it remains so, it's really unlikely that anything changes. That is really sad. I'm actually kind of speechless right now. Is there anything I can do? Unfortunately, not too much, but pay attention to the labels on the cat food you buy. Look to see if there are any specific fish breeds listed on the can or if the labels simply mention white fish or ocean fish. By avoiding these ambiguous labels, we can try to send a message to the pet food industry that we want clearer nutritional labels and shark-free pet food. Would that stop the shark meat trade? Not entirely, but it would help consumers make more informed decisions. It's not much, but it's something we can do to keep our pets shark-free and keep meat of endangered species out of our cupboards. In the meantime, I'm going to tell all my fellow cat owner friends and see if I can support the International Union for Conservation of Nature in any future efforts to get some of these laws changed. I hope we can, because that could make a real difference. Let's recap what we learned today to wrap up. Recent research found that bull sharks develop relationships with other bull sharks that seem to approximate human friendship. The way these sharks travel, sleep, and hunt together and avoid sharks they don't like is making researchers reconsider sharks as more complex social creatures. Sharks don't have a taste for man. We just look a lot like prey. Researchers recently confirmed that great white sharks attack swimming humans because from beneath the water, we look a lot like sharks' natural prey, seals. Even still, you have far less than a 1% chance of being attacked. Recent studies have found that many kinds of cat food contain shark meat, including meat from endangered sharks. While it might not shut down the shark meat industry, avoiding non-committal labels that say things like contains real fish or contains ocean fish can help keep shark out of your pet's diet. Curiosity Daily is produced by Wheelhouse DNA for Discovery. You can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts, and we would love it if you could take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. 